Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, that's 800-747-3733, title sponsors from day number one, no, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. 
Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 5th of April. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast. However you're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0, always appreciate that. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that fun stuff. It's great for the algorithm. It's then great for me. I get all the monies. We get really rich, and then everybody's happy. So I appreciate if you do that. You tell your friends. You tell your family. You tell your mother I say hello. All that good stuff, that helps me, and I appreciate all you guys hanging out with us. Of course, everything Zaslow Show 2.0, always presented by our title spots. That's Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. If, you got an, if you've been involved in an accident, if you're dealing with a personal injury, I don't trust anyone but Anna Jar and Levine to make sure that you're taken care of. you got to take care of your health, and they're going to get you the money that you deserve. You focus on the important thing, which is being healthy, and they're going to focus on everything else. If you're in an accident, you call 911 first. 800-747-FREE. 800-747-3733. That's the number you call right after you call 911. You're to get an attorney on the phone immediately. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. This whole operation here would not be possible without their support. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3733. As you can tell, I'm in a great mood, obviously, because it's Passover. No, that's not why I'm in a great mood. I'm in a great mood because the Panthers last night. That's right, the Panthers, the number one wildcard seed right now. That's why we're in a great mood. The Panthers, I declared them dead in the water. A week and a half ago. Look at you now. Obviously, I'm talking to myself there. Was that a reverse jinx? I don't know. We'll see. But I declared them dead in the water a week and a half ago. And now Alex Lyon saving the day in between the pipes of the Panthers. You'll love to see it. So I'm super pumped about the Panthers right now. We're going to talk about them. We're going to start the show with the Panthers. Yes, a happy Pesach to everybody observing out there. For the Goyim, for the Gentiles out there who don't know what that means, that's Passover, okay? So, it's no more bread, it's it's matzah, it's the unleavened bread, because the Jews, we, we were walking through, we were all, we were walking through that desert, and the bread was unleavened. So, no more bread, it's, it's matzah now, alright, for the next week. You got a Seder tonight, what does that mean? It means that my family, my mother, my father... We got my, 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 my brother and sister-in-law are staying with us here. It's, it's a whole deal. We got Passover Seder at the Zaslow Mansion tonight. So we got good food. 
We got another Seder tomorrow. There's a lot happening here, okay? So it is Passover now in the Zaslow Mansion. But that doesn't mean that the sports stop. Everything continues. Everything is still going. So by the way, shout out to my guy John Rapp, JLR Events, hooking me up with tickets last night. How about that? That's right. Last night, we went to the Panther game. And you remember, I told you guys, I I wasn't trying to go to the Panthers. Everybody knows when I'm trying to go to the Panthers. That means I'm looking for the hookup. But I I wanted to go to the game. And then just, I I didn't get around to buying tickets. Uh, Tickets are expensive this time of year. And then all of a sudden, I get the phone call from my man John Rapp. JLR Events setting us up. Do you want our our Club Red tickets and the buffet and all you can all you drink? I'm like... Yes, I do. So, we went to the game last night. We had a great time. Me and my son and my brother-in-law, the three of us, went. We actually... So, here's what happened. Uh, I, and part of the reason I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't purchase the tickets for the game yesterday in advance like I was thinking of was... I had to do a WrestleMania recap show. It's Still Real to Me bonus episode of It's Still Real to Me. It dropped late last night, so it's out right now. Make sure you catch up on that. WrestleMania and Raw Aftermania reaction, me and my pal Joey Levin. So that's out there right now, that's available. And we were recording that last night, so I decided, okay, you know what I could do? Yes, yes, John, I would very much like these tickets, and we're going to stay for two periods. I mean, my son's got school tomorrow anyway, not that that's a big deal, but we'll stay for the two periods, and then I got to come home, and I got to record It's Still Real to Me. So that's out there, that's available now. Go go listen or watch, you know, YouTube, but listen to the podcast is what really is, is important for me. So go listen to the newest episode, bonus episode of It's Still Real to Me. We recap WrestleMania 39 and a terrible Raw after Mania, which is very, very concerning. But that's neither here nor there right now. So go check that out. So we go, we go to the Panther game last night. And by the way, I, I, man, I love going to Panther games. It's so convenient. You get there lickety split. You get out lickety split. And I, I live close enough. You know, I live in, Everybody knows I run Cooper City. All right? Everybody knows that. And everybody knows where FLA Live Arena is, right? Sunrise, Sawgrass. So we left right at the end of the second period. Got home, sitting at my desk here to start recording It's Still Real to Me with the Panther game on a minute into the third period. Missed a minute. We left the arena, got home, missed one minute of the third period. Panthers win last night 2-1. Everybody knows that at this point. But that was a great game. And before I get to the game, so we sat in the club red seats, which I've done a few times, but not in years. Like, it was definitely still called... I don't don't even know what it's called. I think it used to be called Club Red. I think now it's Club Lexus or Club Amaranth. That's what it is, right? So... I've sat in it when it's Club Lexus. I've sat in it when it's Club Red. Club Amaranth. That's the new bank that's sponsoring everything. First time I've been in those seats in a long time. And forget about the seats being great. Again, shout out JLR Events. Forget that the seats are great. I mean, we're sitting right there on the blue line. But the buffet, the food, the the, the beer and wine. I didn't drink the wine because I'm not a sissy. I drank beer. The, but the food. Oh, my God. What a setup there. And it's not like garbage buffet. It's it's good food. What a setup. I I don't know if I could ever go to a game that's not sitting in the, the club Amaranth. That, that's how I have to go. That's how we have to go to games now. My son Jordan, he's my partner for all these Panther games. He especially loved it. My brother-in-law was impressed too. So the three of us, we had a great time. We left after the second period. Like I said, it was 1-1. But a great game. But... Like, you knew going into the game, and I told you guys this. You knew going into the game, the Panthers could essentially end Buffalo's season. And if Buffalo were to win, it would make things really difficult for the Panthers. Buffalo would still have a hill to climb, but it would make things really difficult for the Panthers. Panthers can essentially end Buffalo's season, which they they pretty much did last night. Early in the third period, matter of fact, it was so early in the third period. Like I said, we got home a minute into the third, right as we were pulling up to the house, Matthew Kachuk scores what ends up being the game-winning goal. So the Panthers win 2-1 last night. Alex Lyon, once again, is the story. Dude is standing on his head. He was fantastic again last night. And by the way, a little shaky early on. Panthers got lucky where 
Buffalo scored early in the game, and then you get the challenge. Murderer fun, Paul Morty's challenges for offside. Now, when the coach challenges the goal for goalie interference, that's very hit or miss. Because that's more of a subjective call by the official. When the coach challenged offside, they usually get it right. because There's a reason why they're challenging. So, the, the referees are on the headset. They're looking at the review. Finally, they show the replay on the Jumbotron. It's one of the most egregious offside challenges I've seen all year. May, maybe the most egregious. So obviously offside. He was so far offside. It's kind of ridiculous that the official missed it. So that goal gets taken away. Buffalo still goes up one nothing. Panthers score late in the first to tie it. No goals in the second. And then, like I said, Kachuk early in the third. Alex Lyon, though, phenomenal. What a job. Four straight games, four straight wins. Think about this. The Panthers had lost four in a row going into that game in Toronto. Four in a row. You get word Bobrovsky is sick. Oh, my God. We lost four in a row. Now no Bobrovsky. Alex Lyon steps in there, stands on his head the game against Toronto, and now you got these wins. Toronto, Montreal, Columbus, last night, Buffalo, 4-0. And Alex Lyon's numbers for the season are absolutely nothing better than average. Not even, nothing better than average. And the job that he has done for this team in these four games, he, he is saving this season if the Panthers get to the postseason. What a tremendous job. Now, you want Bobrovsky back? Hopefully, it comes as early as Thursday. But what a tremendous job by this kid. You got to give it up. You're going to remember that Toronto game, and you'll remember what Alex Lyon has done during this stretch if the Panthers make the playoffs. So, I'm super happy for him. And if I could also say, man, I, I love Matthew Kachuk. There's this one video that the Panthers put out on Twitter. It's like, it's like the camera behind the bench, so you can see the players from, from their backs. And it's the closing seconds as the Panthers are not only trying to kill off the power play, the penalty, but you also got the extra skater out there for Buffalo. And as the clock is running down, and the Panthers get a clear, and Kachuk, he's got his arm wrapped around. Of, I, I forget who it was. Maybe it was Reinhardt. He's jumping up and down. He's giddy. I mean, these dudes care, especially Matthew Kachuk. These dudes care. It's my, like the NHL, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm over, I'm over trying to tell you guys how good the NHL is, but you look at the NHL regular season, the Panthers are playing super meaningful games here, we're all into it, the players are into it, the Heat are essentially playing meaningful games as well, wasn't really into the game last night, like I recorded, I watched it when I got home, I was like, alright, I'm glad they won, I'm glad Jimmy pulled, you know, saved them from losing at the Pistons, but you, you look at this NHL, the players are so into it. No one takes days off. There's no load management bullshit. And you could see the players care. I mean, Matthew Kachuk is a star. And he cares this much over these regular season games. I love it, man. Matthew Kachuk's been an absolute home run. Just a home run for this team. And here's where we stand now. And by the way, like I talked about this yesterday with George Richards, where... We were going to find out last night about this Panther team. What I mean by that is, okay, you get that miracle win in Toronto where they score the extra skaters on the ice, under a minute left, they tie the game, Reinhardt with a deflection. And then you get a miracle in overtime, Montour wins it. Then you beat up Montreal, they stink. Yet You beat Columbus 7-0, that was a minor league team they threw out there. So, okay, they've won three in a row, but now against Buffalo, a desperate team who is fighting for that last playoff spot, just like you, and you got a shot here. Now you're going to find out if this Panther team is maybe getting it going, if they are going to make this one last push for the postseason. You were going to find out last night against Buffalo because the Toronto game was a miracle, and Montreal and Columbus, those are bad teams. But Buffalo, this is a game where you get a little bit of a sense where this Panther team is at. They played very, very well. Very well. So, here's where we stand. It's funny, throughout the game yesterday, and my son is really into it. My younger son, Jordan, loves the Panthers. 
And he also loves standings. He loves seeing standings. So he's way into the Panthers fighting for the playoff position. Now, the Islanders were not playing last night, but the Penguins were. Penguins were at New Jersey. So, as we're sitting there watching the Panther game, my son has on his phone the game cast of Penguins-Devils. He's given updates the entire night. one nothing Devils. 2 nothing Devils. 3 nothing Devils. So, the Devils beat the Penguins 5-1 last night. Islanders were off. Last night was the game in hand that the Panthers had on the Islanders. Panthers win. As a result, here's where we sit. The number one wildcard spot right now belongs to your Florida Panthers. The Panthers, with 87 points and four games remaining, have the number one wildcard spot right now. Number two, also with 87 points, is the Islanders. The Panthers right now own the tiebreak because the first tiebreak, believe it or not, is not head-to-head. It's regulation wins. The Panthers have 34 regulation wins. The Islanders have 33. And the Penguins are way behind with only 29 regulation losses. So the Panthers own the tiebreak right now against the Islanders, and they definitely are going to win the tiebreak against the Penguins. The Penguins are the first team on the outside right now, one point back with 86. All three teams have four games remaining. So we are even for the final four games of this season, and the Panthers have the number one wildcard spot. Now, you just want to get in. Most years, you just want to get in. But if you can get that number one wildcard spot, you would not face Boston in the first round. Boston's a killer. Boston has 125 points. They have won 60 of 77 games this year. If you get the number one wildcard spot, you avoid Boston. And then, hey, it's on. It looks like you would play Carolina. Outside shot, it would be New Jersey. But if you get that number one spot, you avoid Boston. Huge. So here's what remains for the Panthers. Tomorrow night, home against Ottawa. Ottawa is, like, they're done. They're six points back of the final playoff spot. They're done. Ottawa on Thursday, this Saturday night, at Washington. Washington, they're also done. They're 10 back. They're done. Then next week, Finish at home, two games at home. Toronto, who is going to finish second in the Atlantic, but they still got a lot to play for, obviously, because you want to maybe finish ahead of New Jersey for, for seeding purposes as the postseason moves on. So you got Toronto at home, and then finish the season at home against Carolina. Now, I spoke to George Richards yesterday. He does not think even if Carolina has number two and number one in their division all sewn up, Rob Brindamore, they hate the Panthers. They're not going to be get, they're not going to be sitting guys. They're going to be playing it out. So, it could come down to the final day of the season, Panthers hosting Carolina to get into the playoffs and then a potential matchup with Carolina in the first round of the playoffs. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's what's remaining right now. I said the Panthers were dead a week and a half ago. May again, maybe that's a reverse jinx. I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. But after last night's win and a little bit of help from the Devils, that's what I'm talking about. The Panthers are sitting at the number one wildcard spot right now. Let's go! Let's go! And I slept really well last night. You know I was going to sleep well because you got the double dip. Panthers win and Heat win. But I also really slept well because I'm sleeping on sheets and giggles. You guys know this. Sheets and Giggles, I can't get over how good that comforter is. My man Colin, founder and CEO, Sheets and Giggles. I t- you know, hey, I got to send you some stuff. I'm like, yep, yeah, please. I mean, I hear Sheets and Giggles is amazing. So now I sleep on Sheets and Giggles. My entire family, my boys have it in their bedrooms too. We are now four of over 100,000 Americans that are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. So soft, so breathable. Cool. They're naturally softer than whatever you're sleeping on right now. And super environmentally friendly, okay? Hypoallergenic, zero static, low surface, fr- lower surface friction than cotton. Also, like I said, environmentally friendly. Absolutely zero pesticides or insecticides are used. 400 thread count. Everybody loves their thread count. And hey, your first order, if you use my promo code ZASLO, 20% off your first order. That's thanks to Colin. Come on, man. Sheets and Giggles. SheetsGiggles.com. SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code Zazlo. I got that eucalyptus pillow, which I love. Obviously, the pillowcase, the sheets, the fitted sheet, the comforter. I love this comforter. But you got eucalyptus mattresses also. I don't have the eucalyptus mattress yet, 
But if it's anything like the eucalyptus pillow, oh my God, come on. So SheetsGiggles.com, one of our newest sponsors here, Zaslow Show 2.0. I love having them on board. I love the Panthers and the Heat winning on the same night. As far as the Heat go, so here's where it's, oh, by the way, here's what we got coming up on the show today. My man, John Alba, Fight TV, he's, he's one of the better wrestling media guys. The wrestling media is a, kind of a weird bunch sometimes. He's one of the better guys, all right? I think he's one of the best guys. Fight TV, he hosts the Extreme Life with Matt Hardy podcast. He hosts the Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff podcast as well. Last time we spoke with him was when the WWE sale rumors were like crazy. Remember, they were selling to the Saudis. No, no, no. Bullshit. Well, now WWE has been sold to Endeavor. John Alba was covering WrestleMania. He was there. We're going to talk to him about WrestleMania. And what's going on with this sale? What does it mean moving forward? TV-wise, streaming, premium live events. Vince McMahon, is he back in charge ruining WWE? I don't know. We'll ask him. We'll see what he thinks there. So, John Alba, he will join us coming up in the show today. He's going to be really good. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So here's where the, the Heat are right now. The Heat beat Detroit last night by 13. They're one back of Brooklyn in the loss column. Miami has five games remaining. <coughs> Brooklyn has four. But they're really two back of Brooklyn because they don't own the tiebreak. That's going to be really tough to make up. Miami next up tomorrow at Philadelphia. It looks like the Heat are going to be able to sew up number seven. They're two ahead of Atlanta and Toronto. So, we're staring number seven right in the face. That, that's if they, if they win the play If you lose the play and then you win the second game there, you're going to be number eight. You're going to face Milwaukee in the first round. But you're staring play-in number seven and then Boston in the first round. Now, Philly beat Boston last time. We'll get to that in big deal, not a big deal. But Philly now is still two back of Boston. They don't own the tiebreak either. Boston, I believe, won the season series now. Three games to one. That was Philly avoiding a sweep winning last night. Big game from Embiid. Like I said, we'll get to that in big game or not a big game. Uh, big deal or not a big deal. But the Heat last night, the Heat are down by three in the middle of the third qu- fourth quarter. At the worst team, the Pistons. Worst team in the East. I think Houston may have the worst record overall in the NBA. Jimmy scored 18 in the fourth quarter, helped the Heat take back the lead and pull away. You have to be disappointed that it took playoff Jimmy and a huge fourth quarter in order to pull away from that Pistons team. And and, and I think that that kind of sums up the season a little bit as well, where... It was kind of like it was disappointing that they had to win the game like that. And I think all of us collectively are kind of like shrugging our shoulders at it too. This has not been an enjoyable season. And maybe they'll get to the playoffs and like maybe they'll do something in the playoffs. But it really doesn't feel that way. You need playoff Jimmy to get past the Pistons? This season has not been enjoyable. There there just haven't been enough good moments. There haven't been enough fun moments. And it's hard to believe... Look, maybe those moments will come in the playoffs. But it's hard to believe that that's all of a sudden going to happen. So, last night, like... I watched the second half when I got home. I recorded it. 
I watched a little bit of the first half at the Panther game there. You know, they got it on in the club Amaranth, and, you, you know, the Heat were up by like 15 in the first half. But Butler having to save them against Detroit kind of sucks. I guess of note is Kevin Love came off the bench for the second straight game. So, and, and I don't have a problem with it because Love is not, we know Love's deficiencies defensively, but he has not shot the ball well. And if he's not going to shoot the ball well and space the floor for Bam, then you may as well have him come off the bench. So Struess started in place of Love. And hey, while Struess is obviously right now shooting better than Love, we've had this conversation. Struess is a below average three-point shooter. He was great last year. I think he was 41% last year. But the two other years with the Heat, including this year, he's below average from three. So he's still more of a threat right now than Love has been for Miami. But it's just not like he's not a good three-point shooter. I'm okay with the switch. I'm okay with the move right now because you do have to get someone who could space the floor. And right now, Struza is a bigger threat than Love. So I'm good with Love coming off the bench tomorrow night. Now, does Embiid play tomorrow night? We'll see. He loves resting. Loves taking games off. It seems like they're kind of locked into number three. But tomorrow, the Heat are on national TV. They're on TNT at the Philadelphia 76ers. And and getting closer, you're not going to get six, but you want to make sure you stave off Atlanta and Toronto for that seven seed. You want the seven seed. All right. So I don't have a whole lot otherwise on the Heat for you. Season ends this weekend. And I'm sorry, does it end this weekend? Let me, I mean, we've got three more games left. Hold on a second. Everybody calm down. Philadelphia tomorrow night. Yeah, and it's a Sunday. Sunday. Then Friday back-to-back at Washington. And then they finish here against Orlando on Sunday afternoon. And then the play-in begins on Tuesday, I think. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are probably the playing games. And then the postseason gets started. The real postseason, the first-round playoffs, I think starts on Friday. So we're right there, man. We're, we're, right in the, we're right in the thick of this thing here. Now, I should also mention, because people, you're listening to the show right now, and you're seeing yourself, Zaslo. Double dip last night. That's awesome. Wasn't it a triple dip? No. We don't count the Marlins yet. The Marlins are not in this mix yet. The Marlins did win their second game of the season. They're 2-4 and four now. Sandy Alcantara looked again like Sandy Alcantara. Had not so great first outing against Scherzer. Alcantara last night. Complete game shutout. Four hits. I think he had eight strikeouts. He was awesome. The Marlins won. one nothing. They scored one run every game. I think it's now 10 runs in six games they have. So the Marlins, on average, are scoring 1.7 runs a game. One run last night. Three measly hits. So no, the Marlins do not get included when we're talking double dip or even triple dip. they They are not included. Three hits last night for the Marlins. Sandy amazing. That's what you expect. But this team is unwatchable. The one positive about last night's game... And it's funny because this is the thing now with the pitching, with the clock and all of that. I'm obsessed with the time of these games. The Marlins game last night, one hour, 57 minutes. Sign me up. Sign me up for under two hour games. Now, that's very rare. It's because Sandy pitched a shutout. There were seven combined hits for both teams. The Mar- Marlins games are going to be quick this year because they don't get hits. With no offense, no runs, no hits, games will be fast. And when Sandy's out there, you got a chance for under two hours. So the Marlins get their second win of the season, but they are not included when we're talking double dips and potentially at one point in the season, a triple dip. They are not included. Don't don't come at me with that. Now, what I want to come at you with is if you're dealing with a leak in your house and you don't know where it's coming from, it's a problem. Well, it's not a problem anymore when you call Water Cleanup of Florida. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Water cleanup of Florida, immediate assistance, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, serving all the Tri-County areas. Miami, Broward, Palm Beach counties, fully licensed, insured, certified to provide. This is my favorite, stop, stop. This is my favorite part. The one-stop shopping that busy homeowners like myself, business owners maybe like yourself, we require that, right? There's no need to bring in another contractor to finish the job because Water Cleanup of Florida, they're handling the entire project from start to finish. You can follow them on social, on Facebook or Instagram. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635 or WCUFL.com. 
please, you could check, don't even believe me, you could check out their over 80 five-star reviews on Google. That's right. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida. Let's make sure this leak doesn't become a major problem. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. We clean up your schmutz. All right, so everybody knows all guests on Zazlo Show 2.0 are presented by our beer of choice, Johnny Cuba lifestyle brand. European roots of the Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. You know, that's how we like to enjoy it. When we're watching pro wrestling, sitting on the couch in the Zaslo Mansion family room, pick up yourself a six-pack right now of Johnny at your local Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco E. Moss. Always got to drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. So we're coming off of a huge pro wrestling weekend. WrestleMania, of course. Uh, I told you a lot about Raw after Mania, which we'll get to as well. But the biggest news, as big a news there is really in the world of combat sports, you have the the merger. Endeavor now has both UFC and WWE. So joining us here, he hosts the Extreme Life with Matt Hardy, Strictly Business, Eric Bischoff. And of course, we had him on when when the rumors were running rampant a couple of months ago. Uh, John Alba here with us. John, I thought the Saudis bought WWE, wasn't it? It was a lock. That night, I remember it was a Tuesday night. You had the wrestling, uh, the internet wrestling community was going crazy, and it was a done deal. Done deal. The Saudis own WWE. What happened? I mean, if you talk to me, which we did talk, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure I told you that it wasn't yes. a done deal, and that yes. that I had heard, in fact, that it was quite the opposite of that. So, yes. I think people got some bad information, and it was as simple as that. So, uh, I like having you on because. The the wrestling media is not necessarily the wrestling media is a weird place, but the no, it is okay, good. <laughs> but, but but the the interaction, especially around the wrestling media. Now, certainly, I I come from a sports background, but you know, I'm As a lifelong pro wrestling mm-hmm. fan. Right, I'm a lifelong pro wrestling fan. I got my pro wrestling show. It's still real to me on the weekends. Uh, so I'm kind of on the on the outside of all that, but. It, it, it seems at times the wrestling media and especially the interaction as well, it's a little bit of a toxic environment. Like, why is that? Is it just that the pro wrestling fan can be a little bit nutty at times? Is that what it is? I think that a lot of it centers around the general scope of wrestling. That's not just media. I think people that are so ingrained in pro wrestling culture it's like a bubble. And and I say this especially with wrestlers and people who only know pro wrestling that have been in the industry for decades. They've never stepped foot outside of that bubble. And when you come from outside of the bubble, like people like yourself, people like I do, where you know I was a TV sports reporter for nearly a decade, you, you experience different things that allow you to put yourself into perspective on when you cover things and allow a different approach to some things. So I think that when you factor in wrestling media, for a lot of the people that are in wrestling media, and this is not a blanket statement because there are certainly many exceptions, but for a lot of people, this is their first real shot at covering anything. It's a lot of self-manifestation, if you will, which is awesome. But it also, in turn, kind of creates an environment where if they've never been outside that bubble, it becomes a little insulated. It's an interesting way to put it. Uh, w- one of the things that I also enjoy about your coverage of pro wrestling, <clears throat> you're, you, you clearly come across as a guy who enjoys pro wrestling. So much about pro wrestling out there is negative. Why they do this? Why they do this? I hate this. I hate all that. And I don't watch pro wrestling like that either. Like, I watch it because I enjoy it, and I love it. And for the most part, I'm pretty positive about the thing that I love. Um, I do wonder, though, so you you were covering WrestleMania in a media capacity. I imagine, were you watching in the press box? Yeah. So So what's that like, watching WrestleMania in the press box as opposed to, you know, in the crowd? I mean, for me personally, it's no different than any other event that I've ever covered in my career. You know, I've covered the NFL, NBA, that's to me that it's the same thing. Um, for other people that are having that experience, it's probably a big difference. And I'm not saying that to come off as holier than thou or anything like that. It's just, I don't know, when you've been in that realm for so long, it, it doesn't really phase you, I guess. Um, I, I watch wrestling, I feel my my 
read on myself here is that I feel I watch it pretty objectively. Uh, I had some pretty passionate thoughts on how some of the weekend went down. I had a few tweets that I, I still stand by for the record, but that doesn't get in the way of me objectively covering what I'm seeing in front of me. I think, you know, as far as the press box goes, I was always taught the old school, you know, there's no cheering in the press Mm -hmm. box. There's no reacting. You watch it as objective as you can. So that's kind of my approach. That certainly wasn't the case for, I'd say 80% of the people that were in the press box. Is that right? Is that right? uh, There was hooting, hollering and everything (laughs) in between the entire time. But look, who am I to say? As long as it doesn't get in the way of me doing my work, people can do whatever the hell they want to do. Uh, so, yeah, that that's kind of my approach to it. I really enjoy the press conferences now, which I guess AEW kind of started. Uh, I really enjoy how they do the press conferences now. And the line, depending on, I guess, which superstar you're speaking to, the line can be a little bit blurred between kayfabe and between actually talking about the business. Uh, d- d- which... Which part, which style do you prefer when you're talking to the superstars after the event? Do you want them to be in character or do you want them to actually give you the good nuggets as far as the business goes? Personally, I have no interest in contributing to a kayfabe storyline unless I'm being paid to do so, right? (laughs) So if I'm there covering it, I'm looking for authentic, real reactions from people. I, I don't understand what the purpose would be and what the benefit would be of me to ask Roman Reigns, how do you feel about being the tribal chief? Yeah, it doesn't service an audience. It doesn't service anything. And that has been something a little difficult for me personally, where I come from in my career and then being in these press conference, press conference settings where you do have some individuals who are there to ask some quote unquote real questions. Then there are others who their are priority who play along and yeah. look it, who who am i to say what you can and can't do right i don't have that jurisdiction is there a way that i view that it should be sure but ultimately that's not my call i feel like the questions i did ask in these press conferences were fairly serviceable to the uh, public and getting quality responses that i i wrote two long form recap features for se scoops and they serviced my pieces i know that because i wasn't going to do in character answers for these pieces but to each their own i loved wrestlemania 39 i thought it was a phenomenal show i mean i went on zaslow show 2.0 on monday and i just you know which is mainly sports and we saved the wrestling for the weekend but i i mean just for me no one does entertainment like wwe i mean just it's it's another level i loved before we get to the serious stuff Give me your thoughts here on the main event Sunday night. I I loved the finish. I was completely shook with the finish. And I think that's when pro wrestling's at its best is when we're just completely surprised. And, and that's, I mean, I, John, I was shook at the end of the night Sunday. I couldn't believe what I just watched and I loved it. I mean, I think that was the general consensus that it was a lot of shock. It's a matter of whether you loved it or you didn't like that shock. Um, you know, I, I tweeted it out in the moment. Maybe my emotions got the best of me as as someone who cares about the industry and you know you you get your thoughts and I had some time to breathe on it a little bit, but um I think it's gonna go down as an all time missed opportunity. I really do. I don't think I think surprises can be fun, but I think a swerve for the sake of a swerve doesn't necessarily equate to the right thing. And my assessment after 24, 48 hours is that they're going to probably try to drag this out to next WrestleMania with Cody and that he's going to have to overcome hurdles to get back to that point before he finally gets it. And listen, that that can be an effective story to tell for some people. It it certainly can. It's kind of similar to what his dad went through. But I'm also cognizant that you get so few opportunities in wrestling to really make somebody. And there was an opportunity Sunday night where you had 80,000 people who were ready to see Cody Rhodes become the next John Cena. So now by dragging that out for a year, there's a lot of variables at stake. Will he be as hot a year from now? What if he gets hurt again? What if he gets hurt again? What if Roman Reigns gets hurt? What if the crowd finds somebody else they'd rather like to see? And then they start turning on Cody. 
at no fault of his own. All the clouds or all the stars rather had aligned. I'm sorry, I'm exhausted. I apologize. All the stars had aligned to create the moment. And sometimes it's okay for guys to just win and be cool. What if Dave Batista lost to Triple H because he needed to overcome more hurdles and face him a year later? Would that crowning moment have been as significant for him? No, no way. So look, I'm I'm glad that you liked it. That's awesome. For me, I think it's going to go down, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I think it's going to go down as an all-time missed opportunity. How long do you think they knew that Roman was retaining? Probably about a week or so. So it pretty much went down to the wire. I mean, not day that's, up. I but... mean, that's that's me using some context clues and having talked to some people, but I, I think it's probably about a week or so they knew for sure. Yeah. Uh before we get to the business part of it, and this kind of is a part or it might be a part of the actual business that took place with Vince, you know, how much is he back in charge? Is he back in charge? The sale with Endeavor. John, I'm I'm watching Monday Night Raw, all right? And I already told you the way that I watch pro wrestling. I watch it because I love it, all right? I don't bitch and moan it. I don't complain. And in the middle of that show Monday Night, John, I, I had to go onto Twitter and straight up, this is a bad show. This Raw After Mania is supposed to be a great show. Maybe the biggest Raw of the year. John, that was not a good show Monday night. Yeah, I I was in the air while the show was on air, so I didn't get a chance to watch any of it live. But by all accounts and everything that I've been seeing, it it seemed to reflect the older guard of what we had become familiar with with Monday Night Raw. And, and, you know, that's, again, what I'm talking about from, like, the character perspective with Cody is my understanding that he said that the better man won with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns cheated to win. So how are we supposed to care about Cody's pursuit if if he's a supposed top good guy who is bending at the knee there? To me, that's just improper character development. And, like, I know that sounds bougie and over the top, but... This stuff matters when you're talking about linear storytelling. And if we're supposed to believe that they're going to sustain Cody another year here, this stuff, the, the little the little things matter. So the sale to Endeavor. And there are tweets, uh, rumors, how much Vince is involved. CNBC Monday morning, he's there with Ari Emanuel. He, he's going to be overseeing creative. He's not going to be in the weeds. And then we get the show that we got Monday night. And I never know how much to believe. Oh, Vince ripped up the script and he was writing a new one 10 minutes before Raw goes live. Like, I never know. Like, I remember asking Brian Gewertz about that, you know, like a year ago. And he said he never witnessed Vince actually tear up a script. All right. So I I don't know how much of that is hyperbole and how much is real. But, John, we're getting these reports that Vince is back in charge. And I'm telling you, this was the worst Monday Night Raw that I can remember. So what's going on here? Well, we know that multiple advertised matches changed at the last minute. Oh, it's a big switch. There's a video of Seth Rollins in the ring about to cut a promo, and then a production guy comes down and is like, oh, no, never mind. You're not anymore. So, John, they had Seth Rollins walk to the ring, have the crowd serenade him, and that was the end of the segment. Yeah. uh, huh. He he had grabbed a a mic, and he was going to address the crowd, and then the production guy in the commercial break was like, nope, go to the back, which... I mean, you can't tell me that doesn't mean that there's changes going on. There are 100% of changes going on on the fly. And listen, in TV, changes happen. Like, that that does happen. But, um, you know, this report, as we tape this on Tuesday, the report from Sean Ross Sapp that dropped a couple hours ago, talking about the mass, mass frustration felt at this Raw taping, it, it certainly indicates that the idea that Vince McMahon is just going to be loosely involved and not in the weeds it it seems like that may not be the case and so triple h who i mean everyone would agree is has just been doing a fantastic job for the last what are we talking eight months here like triple h i I mean look if vince is in charge vince is in charge but triple h is just going to stay there and not be in charge even though he's supposed to be like it's uh i I don't know what the right phrase is i'm looking for it's it's kind of demeaning almost you know what i'm saying I mean, listen, his position is the chief content officer. So if that's what his job is, that's what his job is. And one thing we've learned with Vince when it comes to content 
is that there's always been a fall guy set up. We saw it with Paul Heyman. We saw it with Eric Bischoff. There's always been a fall guy. Could it be Paul Levesque? I don't know. Might might this just be an anomaly and Vince ran raw because he was in Los Angeles anyway, and then this is just a one-off and that's it? Sure, maybe that's the case. I guess we'll find out with SmackDown this week. Do you believe Endeavor is... Uh, I mean, look, we don't know about the Vince stuff, but in general, is Endeavor a good company to now own 51% of WWE and UFC as opposed to the last time we spoke? And if a Saudi group were buying... That probably creates all different kinds of complicated scenarios. So is this, if WWE was going to be sold, which it was, was this one of the better case scenarios? I I think from a business perspective for them, it's hard for me to say financially what a Saudi investment group would have looked like. But listen, there was a $9.3 billion evaluation on it. There's a lot of synergy between UFC and WWE for opportunities there. It, it's a sensical buy for Endeavor, in my opinion. And they kind of fit within a similar realm where there's marketing opportunities, there's crossover opportunities. So, yeah, I, I mean, it certainly makes a lot of sense on the surface level. The further questions become, how does the pay-per-view model change, if at all? How does the content distribution model change, if at all? Does Vince McMahon get in the weeds of creative? And how do talent feel about this? How are they affected? We know that UFC doesn't particularly pay its fighters very well in the grand scheme of things. Would something like that translate over to WWE where wrestlers are paid pretty well? Were you surprised at UFC being valued $3 billion more than WWE? No, because of the pay-per-view model and the existing deal with ESPN. I I think that helps leverage UFC's value quite a bit. What do you imagine is going to happen with the TV deals? Th- those are coming up before the end of this year. Like, any idea where what direction WWE is going to want to go there now? Is it going to have to be a similar type thing as UFC, or are they going to operate, you think, as their own entities? Well, it's different because UFC is not weekly television in the same way that WWE is. So I think that you'll see similar television deals to what WWE currently has. I imagine they'll get some sort of rights increase. How much? I don't know. But I would imagine it'll be similar to that. I think the bigger thing is where does the streaming library go and what happens with the pay-per-view model? I think those are the two biggest questions more than anything else. Would UFC and WWE share a streaming platform? That's certainly an appealing option that they could explore. Does WWE venture into the territory of the UFC pay-per-view model where you have a blanket subscription and then you're paying individual prices for pay-per-views? Could they go that route? How much would fans get behind that, given they've been getting pay-per-views essentially for free for the last 10 years? Yeah. There's a lot of questions at at hand there. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, John. Uh, Every month, I was being charged an extra 50 bucks bucks a month to my cable cable bill, you know? That's a lot of money. I mean, I remember being a kid and being like to my mom, I'm like, hey, listen, No Mercy 2000 is happening tomorrow. Can I... uh, Can can I can I get this? Yeah, but you know it's thirty five dollars. Yeah, but I want to see Kurt Angle win. You know, that's that's how it was. What? uh, Finally, here, John. Like I said, I I loved WrestleMania this week, and I thought it was phenomenal. Did you? What was your favorite moment? Just as as a fan, what was your favorite moment of the weekend? Uh, The uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens winning. I, I thought that was one of the most fantastic WWE tag team matches that I've ever seen. It was one of the loudest reactions I've ever ever heard in person. And and that was exactly what I'm circling back to with this Cody stuff. Like that was a star making moment for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And you could have had that same thing the next night where you really elevated someone. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are forever elevated mm-hmm. after a moment like that. I would argue that Kevin Owens benefits more from that even than he did from the Stone Cold Steve Austin main event last year. It it legitimized these guys in a way that you can only harness that energy so many times. You get so lucky. Maybe you get a moment like that once every five or six years. And I just felt they had that with Cody. And it just didn't happen. And that really stunk. Uh, these were some of the best entrances at a WrestleMania. I'll say Cena's entrance with the Make-A-Wish kids. Bianca Belair with the Divas of Compton. At Ray with the Eddie, with the, uh, Eddie Guerrero entrance was super cool. So the pageantry was there. I, I just felt that the Cody loss really, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Wrestling is, it's as I said in the press conference, mm-hmm. booking is subjective. But as far as my read on it is, I, I 
really do believe they missed an all-time great opportunity to cement what was an all-time great championship match. I thought they had a fantastic match, Cody yeah. and Roman. And uh, yeah, they just sometimes, Mr. Zaslow, sometimes it's okay to let the good guy just get a win. I think you're also saying sometimes it's okay to go in the direction that everybody expects you to go in. Because you're gonna, everyone expected Sammy and Kevin Owens to win. Did it hurt the moment at all? No, it was no. great. It was great. It was great. Yeah. I mean, look, you d- you don't watch a Batman movie expecting Batman to lose at the end. You I'd, know? Be sh- I'd be shook if Joker killed Batman at the end of right. Dark Knight. I'd be shook. Right. <laughs> so like, I just watched The Dark Knight on the plane last night, and and I was I was thinking about something similar. It's like, <laughs> Joe, you know, Batman. Spears Two Face. Spoiler alert for anyone. Fifteen years later, <laughs> Batman spears Two Face off this platform and kills Two Face, and then he goes off running, running into the distance. After Two Face shot him in the chest, by the way. That's right. Like, what if the movie descended with Two Face just shooting Jim Gordon's son, and that's the end of it? Yep. For the sake of it, because you didn't expect it. <laughs> oh, you'll have baby. to tune into the. You'll have to tune, bro. You'll have to tune into the sequel. Yep. No, see, that's I just don't. Sometimes it's okay for the good guy to win. Just saying. John, tell everyone how they could catch a course. Uh, Extreme Life with Matt Hardy, Strictly Business. Go ahead. Yeah, Extreme Life with Matt Hardy drops every single Friday wherever you get your podcasts. Early access at freeshows.com, Strictly Business, wherever you get your podcasts every Thursday at freeshows.com, early access as well. Uh, you can find me on Fight, the streaming platform, hosting a bunch of content there. I laid down a ton of content for them this WrestleMania week. And uh, Out of Bounds with John Alba dropping every Monday, which is uh, me doing some sports talk, stepping into my old arena and your arena. I got to get over to to the mansion now. You you dropped that in the beginning there, man. You got to let me know and we'll we'll do it up big. UFC is down here in Miami this weekend. Huge fight, you know. I'm I'm a little tired from traveling, but Uh we can try to set that up for the future. I'm a little not interested in forking over $1,000 a ticket for UFC this Saturday night down in Miami. How about that? Fair point. Fair yeah. point. Uh, John, excellent job. Always love having you on the show. Thank, Thank you. you, man. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Excellent job by John Alba. Again, there you go. There's a bunch of places you could hear him. And like I said, he, he really is one of my favorite pro wrestling media guys. I feel like, it, it, like I said, and he said too, it could be a weird bunch, but he seems to be one who, uh, is, is, he's getting good information. And uh, yeah, and, and because you heard there. He clearly comes from a he comes from a journalistic background, sports, so he, he knows what's going on there. And I thought that was a really interesting explanation he gave as well uh, in the beginning there. So anyway, thanks to him for joining us on the program. Always appreciate having him on. Make sure you catch bonus episode of It's Still Real to Me. It's out right now. It dropped late last night as me and my pal Joey, we recapped WrestleMania weekend and Monday after Raw, Raw after Mania. So make sure you go and check that out. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. You you think that there may be a leak in your home? Is it a big deal? Is it not a big deal? I don't know. But I'll tell you what. If you call Water Cleanup of Florida, call or text Water Cleanup of Florida, they'll be able to tell you if that's a big deal or not a big deal, all right? 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call anytime. 954-900-8635. They're also a licensed general contractor. They're providing the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. Is your leak a big deal? Is it not a big deal? Let's find out with Water Cleanup of Florida. 954-900-8635. Big deal or not a big deal? We talked about this yesterday. The First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden. I don't think there was any anything nefarious going on there. I don't think she... I, I think it was good intentioned for her to invite the runner-up of the Women's National Championship, Ella, uh, excuse me, Iowa, to the White House. But it's a terrible idea. It's patronizing to the women. It's participation trophy shit. Well, Caitlin Clark, the star of Iowa, was asked by Jeremy Schapp yesterday how she feels about getting that invite. Do you want to go to the White House as a, as a runner-up? I don't know. I don't think runner-ups usually go to the, the White House. I think LSU should, you know, enjoy that moment for them. And congratulations, obviously, they deserve to go there. Uh, maybe I could go to the White House on different terms, though. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, that's for LSU. So, um, you know, that's a pretty cool moment, and they should enjoy every single, you know, second of being a champion. Um, so, you know, I think that's theirs to do. But more than anything, you know, I'm just lucky enough that there were some really cool people in the arena um, at that championship game uh, Sunday night. Uh, there was some really, you know, highly 
sought after people um, watching and supporting women's basketball, and that's exactly what this game needs. So I appreciate the first lady being in the house and watching both teams and supporting the, the greatness of women's basketball. Yeah, I'm going big deal, and I'm on her side. Iowa should not be going. LSU should not want Iowa to go. And it would be surprising if if Iowa actually decided to accept this invitation. And I'll tell you what, Caitlin Clark, a major reason for the rating success that the women's Final Four had. And seemingly, whenever the microphone's in front of her, like on the court, lots of trash talking. A lot of showboating. But... Off the court, she's constantly saying the right things. Good job out of her. Big deal or not a big deal. Mikel Bridges, Brooklyn Nets. He was the centerpiece of the Kevin Durant deal. So there's a weird thing going on where, because he's played for multiple teams this year, he's actually on pace. He never misses a game. I don't think he's missed a game in his career. But as a result of him playing for two teams this year, he is on pace to appear in 83 games this year. That's right. 83 games he's going to play in. That's a big deal. You you got to rest, Mikel. You can't play in 83 games. You have to rest. You have to load manage. You're in big trouble if you play. First of all, playing 82 games, that, that's a problem. You're going to play in 83? This is a terrible precedent to set for the rest of the league. You got to rest, Mikel. You got to rest. Big deal or not a big deal. Last night. Philadelphia 76ers. They finally got a win over the Boston Celtics. It was behind Joel Embiid scoring 52 points. Doc Rivers, terrible coach. After the game, he thinks the MVP conversation is over. But what we did right was Joel Embiid. Um, and if the MVP race is over, I, I, I'm really like tonight. We had we couldn't make shots. We had guys making shots uh, with open shots. The man just scored half our points. In the NBA game. Um, and I'm biased, but the MVP race is over. Uh, this is not a big deal. Doc Rivers doesn't vote. And Doc Rivers going out there and telling everybody that the MVP debate is over, that the race is over. He's not in charge. This is not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So the Lakers, La- Lakers are looking like a playoff team now. Like you're telling me, so the Lakers last night, they beat the Jazz. Let me give you this. They were in overtime. They went to overtime because LeBron couldn't score on a, a drive to the basket at the end of regulation. In overtime, though, time running down, game was tied. Schroeder. 19 on the shot clock. LeBron spinning, goes all the way and scores! Lakers lead, 135-133. So LeBron with the winner there, that's a big, they held on, they got to stop. LeBron with the winner there, and that's a big deal because right now, the Clippers and Lakers are tied for 6-7 and seven at 41-38. and 38. So the Lakers are, they, they have, yeah, they've clinched at least a play-in when for a lot of the season it looked like they were going to miss the playoffs altogether. Now we know it's Dallas. That team sucks. But the Lakers, depending on how this finishes, they're also even in the loss column with the Warriors. The Lakers could finish as high as fifth. But even if they're seven, a first-round matchup of the Lakers and Grizzlies. Are the Grizzlies a lock to beat LeBron? No. So this is a big deal. This is super interesting. I'm into it. And that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. If you think you may have a leak in your home, that could be a big deal. Water cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us today. So tonight, uh, you got got no Panthers. That's tomorrow. You got no Heat. That's tomorrow. AEW Dynamite tonight on television. All right. I'll be checking that out. Also, it's Passover I hope all all my Jewish friends out there, you have a great Seder tonight. For all the non-Jews out there, I hope you have a great dinner tonight. We'll talk. Thanks to everybody who helped put together a great show today. You all work so hard. I'm I'm super appreciative of everyone's hard work. Great job by all you guys. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to... Go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. 
Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.